Hello, Michael Croza here. I'm uh, also here with my cat, Happy Bob. You might hear him purring or meowing. Anyway, uh, we're taking a bit of a break from the normal Jollyville radio format and presenting something very special. If this is your first time listening to Jollyville Radio, I hope that you'll check out some of our past episodes as well. Anyway, starting today, we are going to be presenting two plays written by a guest writer. In episode 227, we interviewed Patricia Haynes Ainsworth, a playwright based in Washington State. She also has a podcast. It's called Winking Cat Tales. That's cat with a K and tales like T-A-L-E-S. It features original stories and music. It's really fun and really great for kids, and I hope you'll check out her work. She shared two murder mysteries with us, and we'll be presenting each of those in two parts. Doing these scripts was a really fun change of pace for our team, and I really hope that you'll enjoy listening. And now, without much further ado, Jollyville Radio presents Someone Was Rotten at Dinner. Good evening, my lords and ladies, gentles all. I just flew in from the Crusades, and boy, are my arms tired. Just kidding. Allow me to introduce myself. I am the fool, the jester, the card you toss from the deck unless you want a wild card. Here in this drafty old castle, I have endeavored to make King Day laugh almost four months now. Also, Prince Amonrai, but here I am, I'm new, and I have yet to understand that sense of humor. As a fool, it is my job to observe and comment on the absurdity of the human condition. But nothing can be more absurd than it has been over the last four months. I'm grateful for the wealth of material, but the reality is so absurd, even with all my skill... I can't make things sound any more absurd than they already are. What ho? I hear someone approaching. By the whiteness of their steps, I suspect it may be Queen Beatrice. Pardon me while I prepare to grovel. Oh, here she is, ladies and gentlemen. The darling of Denmark, the seductress of Saxony, the matriarch of Moldavia. Her Royal Majesty Queen Beatrice, or as we like to refer to her here, our beloved Queen Bee. Well, ain't this a load of greeting? Oh, well, I thought you were the Queen. My lords and ladies, please ignore this lowly kitchen maid. The Honorable Queen shall be here shortly. Ha ha! I do suppose that's an easy mistake to make. We do so resemble each other. And what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be in the kitchen? I just came up to count the chairs at table to make we sure we dress enough squab for the dinner guests tonight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, what comes after eleven? Twelve, of course, unless, of course, you're counting in a binary system, in which case the next number would be zero. But then, is zero really a number after all? 
Yeah, trying to confound me on purpose. The number cannot be zero, for I can see their chairs here right before my very eyes. I shall start counting again. One, two, three, four. Mommy? Oh, I thought the queen was in here. My lords and ladies, I give you Prince Hamon Rye. Your highness, what comes after 11? My name is pronounced Hamon Ray, as you are well aware, fool. And I want none of thy pitiful Earl of Sandwich jokes either. I'm looking for my mother. Where is she? Thy mother? The queen? Well, she bid me some time ago come and greet these good gentle people. Where she went after we parted, I know not. You there, wench. Have you seen my mother? Aye, sir, many a time. Mostly up in her chambers, but at times she comes down to the kitchen to give us instructions about menu and the like. No, no, no. I mean, do ye know where she is now? Well, that's not what the assy, is it? You need to be more specific. Fine. Do you know where my mother is presently? No, sir, I do not. Oh, fee, now I've lost count again. Well, One, don't fret your honors. I do believe I hear four, approaching five, now. Six, seven, eight, I present nine, to thee the sweetheart of Swindon, the amour of Amsterdam, the rose of the Rhineland. Prepare to grovel for the queen, Beatrice. Mummy. Where have you been? I've been searching all over the castle for thee. I have to speak with you. Ham, don't be rude. What is so important? I must speak with you. In private. Very well. Fool. Maid. Leave us. But, milady, I haven't finished counting yet. And if I can't count properly, we may not have enough squab for dinner. You can count the chairs later. Leave us. Now, Ham, what do you want to tell me? My uncle, I mean, my stepfather, hates me. Everyone already knows that, sweetheart. You needn't have interrupted our dinner preparations to tell me that. But you don't understand. He doesn't just hate me. He despises me. I believe he means to disinherit me. He cannot disinherit you, Ham. King Vorday has no other heir, and I am too old to bear another child. Although you be but his brother's son by my first marriage, your uncle, the present king has always treated you as his own. Besides, it was his wedding promise to me that you would sit upon the throne upon Vorday's death. Nonetheless, he sent for the chancellor and an official scribe to meet with him tomorrow morning. A little bird told me that he intends to have thee killed and marry Lady in red, so that she will earn the inheritance instead of me. What? Did you not think to tell me that part earlier? Pardon me, mummy. I hadn't considered that your imminent death might be important to you. Well... What squawking little bird has told thee all of this? I never reveal my sources, but he is certain of the king's plans. Oh, dear. A foul bird or foul deed. How can we be sure of the truth? How could Forday dare to think of betraying us in this way? 
no son of my womb will be cast aside in such a manner. Where did you hear this little bird? On the ramparts the other night. I was there with Horatio. At night? Hmm, what kind of bird was it? I don't know. It may have been a ghost. I'm not sure. Maybe it was just my imagination. Oh, for pity's sake, Hammond Ray. Was it a ghost or a bird? You must learn to be more decisive. Your gracious majesty, highness, my lords, ladies and gentlemen. It is my greatest honor to announce the arrival of our most gracious sovereign, his majesty, King Voraday, the Lady Anred. Greetings, dear family. Pray be seated. I see you've brought your young ward, the Lady in Red, with you tonight, my darling. Aye, I have become quite attached to the maid. Take care, husband, to remember our wedding vows. He wants to humiliate me, mummy. He knows the Lady in Red has promised to me. He has promised to someone here in the royal family, Ham. I never said exactly who that would be. But, Majesty, you promised my father that I would marry one of the royal family. If not Prince Ham, then who else could it be? All questions shall be answered in time, my dear. But I have always vowed that if I cannot be wed to Prince Ham and Ray, I shall join the cloistered sisters and become a nun. By my troth, lady, either of those two paths might lead you to the same end. You may be my uncle and my stepfather. But there is only so much humiliation a man can endure before he no longer can tolerate it. When you are a man, I shall remember that. You just stepped over the line. I'm not hungry anymore. I'm leaving. That was entertaining. Now, I'm hungry. What say we begin the feast? What a centerpiece. I love flowers. Have a seat. Aha! What are you doing? Ham, put the axe down. You're being ridiculous. Not yet, mother. The king hath insulted me and taunted me for the last time. He treats me like a wastrel dog in front of my betrothed, and that is the final straw. I shall have at thee. Oh, me. I faint at the sight of blood. How about no one's bleeding yet? Oi! There's the axe! The cook has been looking all over for that. He needs to finish the dinner preparations. You give it back! Take the axe back to the kitchen, Ham, so we can finally have dinner. There's no need to get all carried away. Besides, there are a number of more efficient and less gruesome ways to settle one score. This is supposed to be a party. All the way to the kitchen? It's so dark downstairs and the hallways are so confusing. You found your way up here. Uh, come along, Prince Am. I'll take thee safely into the depths. Just follow me. Come, Lady Enred. It might be well for us to wash our hands and faces before dinner. Your face is a bit pale. But... I don't want to miss the feast. Oh, don't worry, my dear. We'll be back in time. Ask the king. I have always had wondrously accurate timing. Have I not, husband? Indeed. You never seem to miss a trick. 
a trick. Will there be magic with dinner as well tonight? Aye, amazing magic with fairies and dragons. How wonderful. Come, come. What are ye doing? It isn't proper for a kitchen maid to be alone with the king. Should you not be in the kitchen helping with the dinner preparations? I am helping. I'm counting how many seats there are to be at the table. To let the cook know how many meals to prepare. Besides, <laughs> I think I'm helping in another way. What do you mean? I'm helping. Sure, no harm comes to the fair lady in red by thy hand. <laughs> or any other part of ye, sire. Watch thy tongue, wench. Have ye forgotten thy place? Nay, sire, nor have I forgotten the place where I was. <laughs> exactly 19 years ago this very night. Oh, my place that night was with you. <laughs> or have thee forgotten? Quiet woman. Have I not kept every element of our agreement? I have raised our child with every advantage money could buy. I have kept the secret of her heritage to keep her safe from the queen's jealousy and to keep you safe from the queen's wrath as well. I promised she would take her place among the royal family someday. Aye, aye, but it would be a pity to reveal to the queen how you've lied to her. <laughs> Yea, on all these years. <laughs> now, Roxanne, you can see I have nothing but fatherly intentions toward the child. I intend to marry her to my son. Uh, thy brother's son? Yes, my brother's son. After she marries him, who can predict what will happen? <laughs> what are you planning to do with her? Just as I told you. Oh, well, then what are you planning to do with Prince Ham? Who can say what the fates might have in store for the prince? He is such a melancholy fellow. I don't like you keeping secrets from me. Just because we have a bond of sorts, it doesn't mean you are entitled to be privy to all my schemes. I gave you a job here in the palace so you could be close to your daughter. You owe me. <laughs> of sorts? Of sorts, you say? <laughs> Don't forget. You owe me for giving you the poisonous herbs you took to the garden to kill your brother so the queen would be free to marry you. <laughs> I have not forgotten. <laughs> And don't you forget who it was who arranged for the <laughs> accident for the Earl of Bitterberg when he was vying for the Queen's favor. I have not forgotten. And doth thou remember who it was who put the horse's head in the Chancellor of Olmsted's bed when he refused to? Yes, I remember already. Enough, enough. I. Then I take it I've made my point then. Weren't you going to count the guests? No need. If there be not enough squabs, we'll just serve some of the leftovers from last week. <laughs> Ta-ta now. Your Majesty looks a bit down in the dumps. 
perhaps a magic trick will help. Your Majesty, watch this. May I borrow your dagger, Majesty? What for? Oh, a magic trick. One that will delight you, I promise. All right. Oh, thank you. Now, you see this red scarf? It's a silk scarf, Your Majesty. Do you see it? Yes. I will take this scarf in my hand and use the dagger to cut it into two pieces, like so. Now I will tie the two pieces of the red silk scarf into a knot, like so. I will grasp the knot in my hand and slide it off the end of the scarf, like so. And you will see, sire, as I take the ends of the red silk scarf and pull it thusly, it is now reunited as if it were never severed. Ta-da! Very amusing, fool. Allow me to give you back your dagger, sire. Oh, darn. The queen promised that I wouldn't miss any of the magic tricks. It was just a simple parlor trick that I learned on my journeys to the mysterious eastern lands, my lady. The real magic will come later. Oh, you've been to the Spice Lands? They sound so exotic and they must smell amazing. Oh, I, my lady, I can honestly say I have indeed seen some amazing sights in me travels. I have been to places you have only dreamed of or seen in your nightmares. <gasps> How awful. Hold a minute, fool. Tell thy tale again for me. There's something about the phrasing of it that sounds strangely familiar. Your Majesty, of course it sounds familiar. I have been in thy employment at court for over four months now. I must seem as familiar as, as one of thy family for after four months. Yet there is something else. Tis nothing, sire. My, uh, my voice is as common as a crow. My face is familiar as the one you see in your mirror each day. Perhaps I should check on the prince. He was still in a foul mood when I left him in the kitchen. I might be yet trying to find his way back here. Lady, daughter, you know we are celebrating something special tonight. Is it the festival of St. Michaelmas? No. Do you not remember what day this is? Tuesday? No. It's... Wednesday? Aye, but it is also the day 18 years ago when they brought thee to the palace to be our ward. Oh, that. I have brought thee a little trinket to celebrate. Ooh, a necklace? It's so sparkly. What is this? Nothing, my dove. I was just presenting the Lady Enred with a little trinket to celebrate the anniversary of her arrival here in the palace. Nothing? It did not look like nothing to me. Beatrice, you have nothing to be jealous about. Do not attempt to explain this to me, thou deceiver. I have put up with your plotting and planning with this girl for far too long. It is not what you think. It was I who married thee and brought my kingdom with me. Without my hand, you were nothing but a second son. I inherited the right to the crown from the late king, not you. And what do you plan to do, Beatrice? Divorce me? Oh, divorces are messy. Death is not. 
let us not resurrect old squabbles and threats now. It will be bad for our digestion. Speaking of which, I am famished. Allow me to see what is keeping the dinner. We want it to be served while it is hot. If dinner is to be served soon, I had better tell the prince. The fool left earlier to find him and cheer him up. That is odd. I just saw the prince in his room on my way here and did not see the fool at all. It makes no sense for you to come with me. You can wait here. But, your highness. I. What if a dragon attacks the palace? A dragon. I have heard songs about them. They attack castles and eat morning people. Ah, and you are? A morning person. Yes, your majesty. Well, that's good to know. Fear not, my dear. I'll give you this dagger from my bodice to protect yourself. Thank you. But what if you are attacked? Oh, not to worry. I have another dagger in my boot. Besides, I'm more of a night owl. Ho hum. Hey, honey nanny. Oh, honey nanny. He was but 20. All brash and bonny. His lips warm as wine. Our two hearts entwined. Help me. Your majesty. Oh my, let me help you. Your red silk scarf is tied too tightly. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh my. For a day. He's dead. Look at the scarf. He was strangled. Mummy, what do we do now? Ew. My hands are all icky. Look at my dress. The king fell on my dagger. King's blood. He's been stabbed. I thought you said he was strangled. Either way, he's dead. We'll have to sort this out after dinner. Take his body to the beer in the lower hallway. Come, Lady in Red. I'll help thee wash up for dinner. Dinner is served. Oh. Oh. And thus concludes part one of Someone Was Rotten at Dinner. Was King Foraday stabbed? Strangled? Poisoned? Will the Lady Enred be safe from the dragons? Will the kitchen maid ever count past eleven? Stay tuned. You'll find out when we publish part two right here on Jollyville Radio KJVR. Someone Was Rotten at Dinner by Patricia Haynes Ainsworth. Starring Norman Davis as The Fool, Michelle Darcy as The Kitchen Maid, Nick Hoekstra as Prince Hamanrai, Emily Ansnick as The Lady Enred, Kay Wise Denty as Queen Beatrice, and Brian Green as King Foraday. Directed by Michael Crosa. Edited by Richard and Monse Deris. Sound effects provided by Jamie Davis. Thanks again to Patricia Haynes Ainsworth for sharing her creation with us. Find more of her work on her podcast, Winking Cat Tales. That's cat with a K. Winking Cat Tales, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. We will return for the resolution of Someone Was Rotten at Dinner, right here on KJVR Jollyville Radio.
proud member of the Podnuga Network.